Durbin Feldman did an excellent job last year pitching in the Boston Red Sox organization for both Portland and Worcester. His brand has never been hotter, um, and that's why we are getting ahead of the curve and having him come on and talk about the great game of baseball. The first person that we have come on talk about the great game of baseball from Fort Myers, who is employed by the Boston Red Sox since the lockout ended. Durbin, how are you doing? How you, how's everything going? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Oh, my goodness. Um, things are going well down here. Yeah, let's go, right? Well, I mean, really, I mean, how, where have you been working out? Have you been Have you been milling around down there? What's going on? I've been down here for uh, almost a month now, actually. I got here like the 12th of February, I think. Okay. So. All right. There you go. All right. So, um, uh, Durbin obviously dominated TCU. He's drafted in the third round by the Red Sox, and – uh, had a little bit of a hiccup, some control problems a couple of years ago, but like you said, bounced back last year, had an excellent year. Now, Durbin, I got a call from a scout. I'm not going to say the name of the team. This probably like just a few weeks ago, honestly. And he was asking about you. And you know why he was asking about you? Because they were thinking of taking you in the Rule 5 draft. Right? Correct? Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> All right. So, yeah, it does. Yeah, so... So you weren't put on the 40-man roster, so you were eligible for a Rule 5 draft. And I, I, spoiler alert, I spoke glowingly of you, and I said, yeah, that would be the best thing your organization ever did. Um, but, you know, they canceled the Rule 5 draft. Now you're back with the Red Sox. You're going to be at Major League Camp. Talk to me about how weird that whole situation was, because like I said, you could have very well have been a guy picked by another organization, and if you're a Rule 5 guy, you know, you have a path to the Major Leagues. I still think you have a path to the major leagues with the Red Sox, but it must have been a weird off season for you. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's frustrating and disappointing when they made that decision um, to not put me on the forty man back in November. Um, and so my goal the whole off season was do everything I can to get Rule Five drafted. Um, and then to see that canceled is kind of a gut punch. Kind of, it's like making the playoffs and then they cancel the whole postseason. Um, but that's out of my control now. So it's now it's put in the work and then try to debut uh, with the Red Sox. So um, it was it was really frustrating when then when it came out with the news. I mean it's kind of heartbreaking too. Uh, so I can't control it anymore. Uh, so it's just keep going from there. You, so, so my question is, and, and this is there's so many different issues when it came to this these negotiations. But did you see that coming? Like when you when when they're talking about Rule Five draft, it's sort of not at the forefront of negotiations. Yeah, it's mentioned every once in a while. But for you, this was the be all end all, right? Did you did you get a sense that this was coming, or when in the last week we're like, wait, wait, what, what is what, what's going on? They're canceling the Rule Five draft. Yeah, I mean everybody hopes for an opportunity um, with like especially with the Rule Five. It's kind of like that, almost like a lottery ticket. Um, you go obviously make a team, you stay up the whole year. Um, if you do well so um yeah i could once uh i saw that article come out a couple of weeks ago about yeah eight owners or whatever wanted to cancel with rule five i mean i didn't want to believe it at first but i mean i kind of saw it coming and then um the later the lockout extended i could kind of i could kind of read the writing on the wall um with it but didn't want to believe it until they actually came out with it and then that, that hurt some more so um yeah, stuff. 
Durbin, obviously Rob mentioned earlier that you bounced back in 2021 after a difficult 2019. So uh, what was it like in that 2020 season where there was no season for you? Like, what did you do to get better during that time? Um, it was kind of a blessing in disguise. Uh, obviously it sucks I mean, for everybody around the world, but not to have a season. Um, but it kind of gave me some time where I could do things that I normally wouldn't be able to do in an off season or during the season or even spring training. Um, where I could throw a bullpen and really not have to worry about, oh, I, I'm got to get ready for a game or anything. So I could kind of tinker with some stuff, um, kind of simplified my mechanics, uh, went back to how I threw in college um, a little bit, and could just work and kind of break down everything that I normally don't do. Um, so I learned more about myself and, like, how my body moves during that time than I have, I think, Anytime playing baseball, really, because uh, it's just me in a cage throwing my little brother. So it was it's pretty cool. Well, well, it worked. <laughs> it worked. I mean, <laughs> listen, I mean, in, did, Port- in Portland last year, in Portland last year, in case people don't know, you know, you you appeared in twenty two games. You went six and zero with a three two nine ERA, and most importantly, um, you struck out thirty seven, only walked ten. But then you got better. When you went to Worcester, I mean, you you were two five nine ERA in seventeen games, twenty five strikeouts, and in only four walks. And so, you know, we you know we had talked. Listen, the first time I met you, we did an interview in the Hotel Commonwealth. You had just signed at a TCU, um, and we, we had great aspirations for you. So we've been following you throughout your career. Um, so we're so happy to see you do really well last year. And then as the year went on, wait. You're doing well. You're doing well. You're doing. You're doing. You're going to Triple A. You're doing really well. When you get to Triple A and you start doing what you did, you're like, okay, yeah, I can do this. I would imagine. Say, I can. I can. I'm one step away, and I went up a level and I got even better. Yeah, Double A is not my friend. I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to. I uh, got to Triple A. I'm like, all right, this is starting to get back to back to me. Um, so yeah, just. Kept doing what I was doing, and uh, that last year in Double A, and just kind of carried over, and then things just kept going. So, um, I mean, they really preached, and they're doing it. Uh, David Bush is doing it with in Big League camp of just getting ahead. So, um, I kind of, I think in 2019, my biggest like downfall was I'd get behind in counts and then try to like nibble, versus now I'll concede a strikeout and just be like, all right, here, hit the ball and they make weak contact with it. So I'm just kind of going after hitters now, and um, it seems to be working. So. You know, when when I talked to that scout, you know, he had said that the, their front office, the front office basically says, hey, go ask about this guy, right? So the reason why front offices do that these days is because they see analytics. They see results, yeah. but they also see analytics. They see spin rate. They see whatever. Um, for you – did you notice that – were they telling you, hey, you know, listen, your, your curveball's rotation is a lot better than it used to be. It's really jumping out. What, did you notice that you were getting uh, separated because of analytical uh, analysis from the organization, what, how they were measuring things? Um, I mean, my fastball started to carry a little bit more, obviously, with the um, different baseball. But I, last year, I don't feel like that was my best self. Um, I was kind of dealing with a little, a little injury, and um, so that kind of hindered, I think, my data like you're talking about. Um, but, yeah, this year's, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm back, so it should be 
back to normal. But yeah, with that new baseball, that fastball kind of carries a little bit more, makes it the vertical break or um, whatever ride or whatever you want to call it, um, kind of picked up a little. So yeah, that that helped a lot, I think, because then I could just kind of throw fastballs at the top of the zone, and if they hit it, they hit it straight up. So it was kind of nice. Was that a topic of conversation with the baseball? I mean, we talk, we focus so much about the baseball being different for hitters. But, you know, for instance, like when Chris Sale goes down to Worcester, do they say, oh, man, this baseball is different? Or, or are they using the same baseball? I, I forget. But I mean, no, they use the same baseball. They but, use the uh, same baseball. But it was, it was a different yeah. – yeah. So, But were, were the pitchers talking about that a lot? Um, not, not too much. I mean, it is a different baseball from the minor league ball to the big league ball or even triple A ball. Because the triple A ball, I think, is supposed to be the same as the big league ball now. Um, so it's lower seams, um, so you can kind of rip it, and it carries a little bit better. Um, so it carries better for a pitcher, but it also carries better for a hitter too. <laughs> so it's kind of a d- double-edged sword there. Um, but I mean, if you if I do my job well, then it only matters for me, right? Yeah, Durbin. Speaking so. of uh, Chris Sale, so what was it like? First of all, what was Polar Park like last year, and what was it like when Chris Sale came there? Oh, it was incredible. Uh, Polar Park um, is top notch it's i mean everything's brand new obviously and it's it was a lot of fun to play there too fans came out i mean it was packed when when they called it what was sale day came down and sold out even the lawn was jam-packed and um i actually got a pitch at the end of one of his games um and that was a lot of fun to pitch in front of everybody but just having uh chris down there was a lot of fun too i mean he rode the bus with us uh one time uh so i mean it was fun to just be around a guy like that and um, just have some fun, play ball. I mean, it wasn't – it was just playing baseball. So. Durbin, wasn't he, like, concerned that he wanted to make sure you guys kept a winning streak going at some point? <laughs> oh, yeah. I think so, yeah. I mean, he's all in. I mean, <laughs> I think it was his first bus ride he's ever had uh, was with us. So that was kind of kind of cool. All right, Durbin. So now, now tomorrow – well, you get your physical tomorrow, um, and then you get after it. With the within the big league camp, and I would imagine you're going in with a mindset that you're making the big league team, and this isn't just hey, you got a major league invite. You know, for instance, you know, there's guys like Nick York was in the major league camp last year. He's out of high school. They just want to give him a taste. I would imagine for you, this is about making the major league team and do, putting your best foot forward. And you have three weeks to do it. Um, so, what's your what? How what are you thinking? How are you feeling? What's the whole vibe? as you get ready on the eve of major league camp of trying to make this major league team? Uh, let's just continue what I did last year. Um, I mean, getting ready for the season. So a lot to work on, but um, I mean, I think that's everybody's goal in um, big league camp uh, is try to make the team. So, um, I mean, it's kind of a longer shot, obviously for guys not on the 40 man. Um, but I just, my focus is on what I can control and that's, um, what I do every day to prepare. So um, I just continue what I did last year and uh, see what happens. All right. A lot, last thing before we let you go, appreciate the time. Durbin Feldman joins us. Uh, it, throughout the course of the last couple of months on the Bradfoe Show podcast, we had Tanner Houck and Garrett Whitlock go back and forth about who would win in a running race, um, which is very, very important. We always have to know who is going to win in a 50-yard dash. They claim that it would beat each other, so obviously that has to happen at some point in the next week or two. Um, and then we had uh, this just the other day, uh, minor league Alex Benellis, who came over in the Jackie Bradley trade, 
he said that he wanted to race Marcelo Meyer, in the, in which now, evidently, talking to some minor leaguers down there, they said that's all they talked about at dinner. So this is the biggest topic of conversation, who would win in races. So my I'm question, smoking Tanner, by the way. The what? <laughs> I said, I'm smoking Tanner. Oh, oh, we got a third person. We have a third person. Here we go. Third person in the Hout, Whitlock, and Feldman race. So you're smoking Tanner. Are you smoking uh, Whitlock? He's got long strides. I haven't haven't seen him. I I haven't seen him run. So um, I have confidence in it. But, I mean, 50 yards. I mean, he's got those long strides. I I don't know. know. I know. I know. Well, you are officially entered. You entered into the Bradford Show Olympics. (laughs) But besides that. I, as I said to Alex Benalis, I said, here, you can pick anybody you want. Somebody usually who probably thinks they're going to beat you. Because when he said Marcelo Meyer, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a second. You're picking the, the, the power-hitting third baseman is picking the shortstop, but he claims that he could beat him in a race. Durbin Feldman, who do you want to challenge to your race? Not to say we're going to do it, because that's up to Alex Cora. But if you could say, I want to race this person because I know I can beat them and they think I can't beat them. Um. I'll, I'll take Cutter Crawford. He's my roommate, so I'll go in and tell him right after this, too. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Is he on Twitter? Is Cutter Crawford on Twitter? Uh, uh, I'm not sure. All right, well, so. we'll make sure the word gets to sure. him because, listen, this has to All be right. a thing. This has to be a thing. All right, Dermot. All right, good stuff. I'll be down there in a couple of days. I'll say hi. I always appreciate talking with you. And uh, and you have also you have officially you officially become the Bradford Show minor league pitcher we're going to follow. And but now it's going to be major league pitcher in just a couple of weeks. So throughout camp, you, awesome. you, are, you have been adopted by the Bradford show. Awesome. Thank you guys. Good luck. Appreciate you having me. Okay. Durbin Feldman. Right.